Fire up that Walkman. It's time for Scale and Shadow, a Dungeon World actual play inspired by movies, music, and D&D modules of the 1980s. Brought to you by This American Dice. The Golden Age is long over. Whether by cruel kings, savage beasts, or unwise wizards wielding forgotten magics too great to be contained, dark times are upon us. The only hope for a comfortable life is to delve into what ruins remain to plunder the treasures of our ancestors, to sell to the greedy and the foolish. Be warned. As it flies to a candle, the worst monsters are drawn to the brightest lights, and no one is left to save you in the darkness. The heroes of legend have died long ago. All that remains is scale and shadow. The village of Orlane is saved. A band of travelers entered Orlane's their fortunes, and will soon leave as its unlikely saviors. They uncovered an unholy alliance between an undead priest and a reptilian monstrosity who conspired to bend the village's minds and bodies to her will and hatch three new gods under her control. The fortune seekers turned heroes were successful in foiling that plot, but no witnesses to their efforts remain. Can they dare to hope for any reward for their noble actions, or have these well-intentioned deeds only cursed them more? So Quan's dead. He died as soon as he walked out of the thing. But I think the rest of us would have a scene like together before we just go our separate ways. Um, it's got a point. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. Cool. Do we want to do our separate scenes and come up back to this one first? Ooh, yes. Second or after? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> I like that idea. By first, I mean the next thing. <laughs> so so the, the more recent one yeah. first, and then yeah, at the epilogue is after. Yeah. Is it cool if I fuck around with the town of Orleans? <laughs> I just try. Um, fuck this town. <laughs> yeah, but so like he goes back there and... Um, no, wait, actually, let me give you some details of the, the months ahead. Mm-hmm. So one thing is that that black stump ritual disrupts this evil swamp spell that had happened. The swamp was also what's making Orlane like really prosperous crop-wise. So... In like a few months, this swamp is going to pretty much be drained, but also Orlane is basically going to be on barren land, is one thing. Also, this portal, the Plane of Fire, opened up to the City of Brass, and it's uh, collecting all this, uh, like a sinkhole collecting all this mud and earth Mm -hmm. into it. But eventually, they're going to get through it, and it's going to be incredibly hot basically forever until someone figures out how to do that. So this is basically going to turn this area... It's going to go from a swamp to barren to a desert in a year or two. Okay. Full choice. So that helps you with Arlene. Sure. Okay, so Caster comes up. He's really messed up physically. He's very, very injured. And um, he uh, ends up spending time with Old Ash Oak. Mm -hmm. And I think that Old Ash Oak and... Who's the woman that Dory. Dory. Old Ash Oak and Dory, like, helped nurse Caster, like, kind of back to health. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, like, no. not... <laughs> he's, he's not... Uh, I don't necessarily think, like, when we see him, he doesn't look as, like, spry 
as he had, but he goes to... Um, That's the first thing I thought when I... Son <laughs> of caster. Yeah. Spry. Well, spry young old man. Well, when he, he um, right. when he gets better, like, he goes to, uh... What about the elves? Ly- Lywillon and Lysarian. They're probably there, too. I was like, wait, they have names that we never said out loud. Yeah, those characters with those easy names. Uh, <laughs> now, they're elven. Yeah, uh, well... I was going to say... <laughs> They're the elves we right, fucking I'll, made, I'll, boys. I'll, I'll, anyway, so... <laughs> old Ash Oak, Dory, and her parents uh, help to, like, kind of nurse Caster back to health as, like, the town around, like, the area of Orlane nearby starts to get real messed up. Mm-hmm. In this, he goes to... Caster goes to the, uh, the church in... Orlane, mm-hmm. and nobody's there. It's just completely abandoned. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like collects up whatever records and collects up whatever artifacts. Oh, can I add a creepy thing to it? Go for it. That's kind of Orlane home base for the reptile change mm-hmm. people. There's just suicide bodies yeah, scattered about corpses this all over. Yeah. Explicica Defilus died, just all of her converse kind of killed themselves. It's like the shop key. Yeah. Like so, but he, yeah, but he doesn't go there probably for like weeks. Yeah. And so, like when he gets there, it's all like Blood-steed. like rotted or like dried out corpses mm. that oh, he gets there for. Hard. And um, he kind of like we see Caster going through the church and kind of getting whatever records, getting whatever artifacts. And one of the big things that he also gets is like some kind of remnant of or relic of Edric. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's his sword or whether it's part of his armor or whether it's whatever. A mug. A mug. Probably. And so, he, um, yeah, he gets... struck his palate. Yeah, world struck his palate, and yeah. Um, but so he gets, he gets these things and he heads to, like, whatever the main city is where, like, the chief church is. And this like is a Vatican thing. situation? Yeah, like, like, if the main church of Kanyao is in, like, the Neverwinter-esque equivalent in this world... Hmm. Um, but so he goes to whatever that main city is, and when he gets to that church, and let me know if this is too much, the deal is that church is in, like, a crazy shambles, and, like, all of the people there, like, almost everybody who had been in the church before has either left, killed themselves, oh my God. or, um, like, gone insane. And so, like, when he gets there, like, the church is in, like, a crazy shambles, and, like, only the reputation of it is keeping it, like, around around oh, at all. Like, the reptile god, like, infiltrated the... I think it's a combination of the reptile god and, um, the, the chained god, and, like, the influence of, um, what's Lareth. Yeah. So when Castor gets to this, like, when he gets to the equivalent of, like, St. Peter's Basilica, yeah. and he's going through this, he... He runs into this situation of, I planned on just coming here, dropping off Edric's stuff, demanding to know where Leia is, but there's no one who can answer that question. And he's like abandoned. It's abandoned, or the people that are there are completely incapable of answering the questions. They're like babbling idiots. Mm. And he decides to, what he's going to do is while he digs through the documents of the church to find Leia, he's going to try to rebuild the church on what he thinks it's supposed to be based on how Father Turjan had taught him. 
And so he's like one dude in this enormous cathedral in the equivalent of like Vatican City trying to like get this church going again that he had previously completely abandoned. And I think essentially he becomes almost a cleric at this point where he like his his arm works to do things, but it's like he can't like his left arm works to do stuff basically. He like tie a shoe. He can't like build a house with it. Right. Yeah. But he's he's now like working to do this stuff, and we just see him going pouring through these records to try to find Leia. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that was like he still ends up in the situation where he's holding these two big goals, and the two goals are now to find Leia still and to rebuild the church, and and paradoxically to where he'd been before, he now has to rebuild the church to make those connections to find her. Whereas before the church is the thing that took him away from her. took split those two apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, you too. You said yours was going to be on the madness of years. Yeah. This is like, okay. So this is more of a month's thing, I think. So, so we make it out. We go to the old Ash Oak, mm-hmm. his place. And I'm like gangrenous and dying from this arrow, and it's really terrible. And so. He does have that magic pond, I guess. Right, so they just throw me into the pond. Nice, good work. And um, that rejuvenates me. And instead of having like. Like his hair was all black before, now it's all like gray. But he's still like as young as he was and everything. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like something has happened magically. It's different now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has an eye patch for the eye. Awesome. But like you haven't seen what it did to the eye, so maybe the pond did something magical to it. But we don't know. Then he, Kazair goes off on a quest to hunt down Arophius. So. Yeah, it's not too difficult. It's the path of a giant snake. So he gets him, but it's different than you would expect. Mm. So like, <laughs> maybe. So they start a new cop show. So it's a this long arterist journey. So it's kind of like a samurai Jack montage esque thing, yeah. where it's lots of climbing and all this stuff, like beard getting longer kind of thing. So it's over the course of months that he's tracking down Arophius. And he makes a point to do it alone because he doesn't expect to necessarily survive. So long, like far away from this, what will once be, what will eventually become a desiccated, like remnant of what once was Orlane. So far away from there, he winds up finding Arophius on this, these fertile foothills, this lush, deciduous forest, that kind of rainforest-esque. So brimming with life, like very fertile and everything. And he finds Arophius, but Arophius has chosen not to like continue to be this terrifying beast that he was before. Instead, mm. he's like the steward of this rainforest. Ooh. And so Kazair finds him, and then through conversing with him, they're both like, oh, well, I guess we don't really have a fight anymore. And Arophius isn't going to be this terrorizing beast eating people anymore now that he can be just the apex predator of this large rainforest instead. And so Kazair at least temporarily, like what the image you're left with is he and Orophius are preventing the encroachment of this like 
like you know proto-industrial kind of ecological destruction that's being mm. wrought by this mm. group of people in whatever area this is now. Yeah, I love it. And so I think this like final image is Orophius still has his crown on so he can talk to people and stuff. And Kazare is like riding him into this <laughs> maw of like this proto-industrial kind of group with like ballistas and uh, and like trebuchets and this like crazy like kind of like shooting flaming tar at the forest and like all this crazy stuff because they've been I mean they've been terrorized by a giant snake for a while while they're trying to do this and so now Kazair's riding Orophius into fight these people that are trying to destroy this rainforest area. I love it. It's brutal. So, so far, Catcher turns into a cleric. You turn into a ranger. Or druid? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess so. What, Why not? what are you switching to? <laughs> I'm, switching to I'm switching to a nice lich. Um, mm. uh, so, 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 bad boy. So, um, well, I have this, these two wonderfully powerful artifacts, and, yeah, uh... I was gonna mess you up too much, but, you know, what's, what's Ren, you can figure out what Ren does, too, if you wanna add that in there. I mean, eventually her city dies, so I think she just has to... I think she was saying before, like, she's, she's ready to go. She, she was gonna move, no matter what. Yeah. So maybe she uh, ends up becoming Silver's apprentice. Ooh, no, she was very instant, wasn't she? Against all the evil magic? I remember her not. You can... Do whatever you want. She she had a pretty traumatic situation. She had a pretty fucked up situation. She had mind control. Necromancy could necromancy can help with that. Yeah, she doesn't want to be. ever ever feel powerless again. Yeah, full control over Ren's fate. But yeah, I think Silmgar. So yeah, I think maybe she is a she is his apprentice, and he is. This is probably years in the future, and he has like some tower out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just him studying this wand. To like unlock the secrets of it because it's done insane things. Mm-hmm. It's opened a portal to the fire realm. It's summoned a demon, and he also knows that the demon like wants his blood. I think he's contacted the spirit of. Arshan. Oh my god, you can do that, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, and so I think even if the demon puts all his effort into fighting him, Silver's becoming a lich so he can't die so this demon can't drag him to hell is like, some guys in goal, I'm not going to get taken by this demon. No way. And if I have to do some horrific things with this magic, with this old, old god magic, to get there, oh well. Mm-hmm. So he's like fully embracing. So I have an interjection here, if that's okay. okay. So my character in the first one where we yeah. fought Lareth the first time yeah. was a wizard that was like all paranoid. He was in a tower and he discovered that there were like multiple dimensions with multiple towers of elemental oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm thinking that like you are like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna like help prevent this or whatever. He tells you what he knows, you kill him. <laughs> and then you harness the power of the other towers that still exist to become a lich. Yeah, to to infinitely expand my life and power. Yeah, that sounds like you take the, the, the some sonar nonsense. That's that's pretty awesome. I was trying to find me though. Yeah, I don't. I, I I just don't remember. I have notes yeah. that somewhere in there. 
don't remember the names of those people. So you didn't have kill that last wizard? Yeah. Well, I mean, he... I don't think Silmgar, other than Ren, because... I think Ren, like, never wants to feel powerless again like she did in there. Like, she feels like her father died because she was powerless. And basically everybody she knew for her entire childhood either got killed or killed themselves. Yeah, basically the whole scenario was horrible. (laughs) So she never wanted to feel powerless again. And I think she, like, followed Selmgar all the way to the real nasty evil side of the... Hell's Gate. Yeah. Into truly unlocking the the power of this old magic. Uh, one last scene with her. With her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's so you, you want to go back to this last scene to lay a quant to rest? You said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. So I think we, I think the the place it would make the most sense is if we brought his body back to where we end up, like probably meeting up with because both of us brought up Ash, old yeah, Ash yeah. Oak. So if we got to a place where we could meet with him, so like wherever his. Hut was. It's like we're outside. Right and we would also be afraid that Arophius had killed them, so it would mm-hmm. make sense for us to go there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think we'd kind of like meet up. So old Asha would be there, and Dory and her parents would be there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Their names. <laughs> and, uh, are they doing okay? I thought. Um, <laughs> but so. They've got weird names. They. We've said them like twice. Yeah. So <laughs> what is. So, what is it that we do for Quan's? Yeah, like what is uh, your like a funeral service for Quan? Like, dear, dear monk, and like oh yeah, because we have Ichi maybe we have here. Ichi here. Yeah. yeah. So, I assume there's some sort of like ritual. It's got to uh, be cleansing related. I know. Yeah. I was gonna say. I, I imagine that you guys. It's like a funeral pyre. I was thinking that. That was my thought too. Maybe it's maybe it's an issue of like the, like the corpse is washed. Yeah, I would imagine oh. because of the cleansiness too, they wash the corpse and um, each you will, uh, will do a uh, prayer over the body, the cleansing spirit, the cleansing of any uh, evil energy. Yeah, no, it just probably be a cleansing ritual, and then eventually, yeah, the, the, a, a, the final act would probably be to do a higher style thing at the end. The, the ultimate cleansing, lighting something on fire. <laughs> so, do you guys say any words? It's, this is like burning. Ooh, I think that I think that you guys hear. I think that a uh, caster at least says a thing that's like a like an old like kanyao prayer, like a super basic, like the equivalent of like the the equivalent of like the Lord's Prayer esque kind of thing, where it's like you know, like as he rises in a east and sets in the west you were born you've gone through life now that you're gone may you follow with him to to find light on the other side of the world yeah. and father turjan shows up and father turjan is like when did you become such a softy <laughs> Ugh. like he's like yeah that's good what a dozen does not at least they prevent you from raising the body. You monster. Wow. Right. He's, not a, he's not a full monster yet. Not a monster yet. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take, take the time. Take the fear. The fear has to see that. Also, everything I've done that I tried to do to help people out, like, super fucking backfired. I was like, let's get rid of the swamp because it's making Orlean, like, not be able to farm. So you're like, no, by the way, the whole city's dead now, Brandon. Cool, guys. No, no. I mean, the evil of the swamp is totally gone. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like that was also linked to the prosperity of the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, simple trade-off. Really. Um, trade-off, guys. You think about it this way: Fern Gully didn't tell you that Hexus was a job creator. <laughs> it is true. That's not wrong. Anyway, following Our that. voice of Ted, uh, Tim Curry will do that. Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. <laughs> um, so I think looking into the flames of Quan's funeral pyre with his remaining good eye, Kazir will, during some sort of other silence, maybe after or before Castor's prayer, will say that that guy shot an arrow that fell the most terrible beast I've ever seen. So, if that's the mark of a man or a monk, then it's a great one. Oh, and maybe as, like, the time lapse of the, uh, you know, the village going to ruin around it. Maybe, like, where, where he was where his ashes lay, there's so like that bed of like fertile, like plot of land, oh, and that's, that's like awesome. the last thing to go. Finally, jeez, that's awesome. Oh, and if it's right, if it's right near that pool, it would be like a little oasis, even in the desert. Oh, oh yeah, yeah it's just oh. like that. There's oh, no that's awesome. Yeah, but so after all the credits roll, not years in the future. But this is not too long after you guys have left theoretically. It's just like a plot of mud, right? Just the ground, and then it starts moving, and something claws its way out, covered with like disgusting mud, and wipes it off. And you just see that it's this like skinless humanoid monster, like its limbs are way too long, and it's uh, pulling something out of the mud too. And it's this big, long white cloth piece. It was that one. I think it was over the eggs, and it kind of just shakes it, and just all the mud falls off it, but it's just still pristine. It just clambers over. Maybe there's like a time lapse of it traveling a distance, and then it just goes on its knees and just hands it up. And Larith the beautiful, with his porcelain mask that just has that like scraped in like counterclockwise spiral where his face should be, takes it disgustingly, desiccated hands. The shroud of the white woman. I assume this means the so-called reptile god's plot to give her spawn power over death failed spectacularly. Even with one of the most powerful items in our realm, Extetica Defilus couldn't overcome her own shallow imagination. She tried and failed to control one tiny village. But in my hands, this shroud will free the chain one and usher in a new age of darkness. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> gonna do the Game of Thrones music, mm-hmm. but... Alright, cool. Hope you enjoyed this campaign of Scale and Shadow as much as we did. This epilogue is the final real episode, but stay tuned in the coming weeks for This American Dice's traditional player debrief and GM advice episodes, as well as a couple other surprises. Scale and Shadow used the Dungeon World system by Sage Latour and Adam Koval. We drew inspiration from the Dungeon and Dragons modules Against the Cult of Reptile God by Douglas Niles and The Village of Hamlet by Gary Gygax. Your cast was Brandon as Simulgar the Wizard, Oscar as Quan the Monk, Jacob as Kuzair the Swashbuckler, and of course, Austin as Caster the Fighter. David was the Game Master. Scott provided our intro. 
theme song was Mass Extinction by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Please see the show notes for a list of other music used. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend or two. If you really liked it, you could rate, review, or subscribe to This American Dice on your favorite podcatcher or on YouTube. On Fridays, we play short games here. Visit our YouTube channel on Saturdays for a classic campaign and Sundays for a classic one-shot. Join us next Thursday for a special sneak peek behind the curtain of scale and shadow.